Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. So the funny thing is, it's not funny, it's just, it's always on my heart, the word love, obviously. Um, and then when you get a song set, it's like, are you poking at me? Like I had a whole different word. Um, but at the same time, there is something that I just, I want us to see where love goes. I want, I want you to be able to see like what you're connected to. I want, I want you to see like what love provokes. So we do have a little video real quick. But that's what love does. Simple things, but makes somebody's. <laughs> His love finds us in moments we're not expecting. And I will, I will. After watching this, it it, it just it just sparks my heart. But the one thing I, I I love to teach about this stuff. So the only thing I challenge you to do is never do it for that. Thank you. It's amazing that we get to see it, though. And I was thinking about, you know, where, where my heart has been and when the Lord, where the Lord has taken me. Um, and he's taken me in and out of selfishness. Um, well, he didn't take me into selfishness. I weave in and out of that. And he takes me out of it. And some reason, I tend to go back to it. So... I remember one day he, he was kind of, I don't even remember who I gave a gift to, but I remember giving somebody a gift in a, in a sense of, I don't, I don't even know, it was probably something simple, and there was like no expression. And now that gift costed me something, but they don't know that when you give them a gift. And the one thing I realized is I walked away and I was a little irritated. This was a while back. Um, he's taken me out of this part. But I just want to challenge you, your hearts and uh, encourage you further on. But what, it, what, it, what I really realized is that gift wasn't actually for that person. It was for me to feel good about myself. Because if it was really about them, I would have probably did a little bit more research 
to find what they really were needing, wanting, and really make a good gift gesture for them, not for me to feel good about myself. And you think about that, and I can't help but just to see and be encouraged by the love of the Father the same way. Imagine if he gave us Jesus, the greatest gift that's ever been given, and he found you in your worst moment and stood in front of you and said, you not like my gift? Is that, is that how you're going to use the gift I gave you? He doesn't do that. He's amazing. He simply gives us this amazing gift for us simply to receive it or not. It's not built-in conditions. It's not this weight that we have to bear. It's not something that we strive for. It's something that we simply go and receive. I even have a scripture in Ephesians 2.8. says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. I really sometimes think, definitely in this season of, of life, of how, how gifts are given, and, and some of us get amazing gifts that make us feel really, really, really good. And there's some that, like, we wish it was a little bit better. You didn't quite hit it on the nail, so we, we act, and we go, thank you. I could go on about my childhood and how my great, bless her soul, how my great-grandma would bring me a paper bag that looked like it came out of her pocket, and she put BK Kids Club coupons, and there wasn't a BK Kids Club thing for the last 10 years. And I remember pulling out sweaters that wouldn't even fit my son, and I would get irritated because I didn't know what it cost her. And, and I don't even want to get on the side, now that I'm even saying that out loud, I don't even want to get on the side of what it cost. You are freely, like, it's all freely given. You were bought by the price of his blood, the blood of redemption, that simply sets us free from that old man. And, uh, sorry, I, I feel like I need to pray before I actually really get into this. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for, for what you're doing in all of our hearts, what you're doing tonight. And Lord, let me not get caught up into to my own selfish words and um, what I want to say. Lord, let it be your heart. Let it be your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, just with Christmas, you know, piggybacking off of Christmas, um, I think most of us in here understand what Christmas is truly about, so I don't have to necessarily go into all that. But I just want to encourage your heart. Like, there's sometimes, like, what he's showed me and what he's taught me um, over the years is there's sometimes, like, uh, I want to pull on kind of more of my, my nature that hasn't, hasn't came into his nature yet. And we dwell on that part. And we go into our prayer room, more in an apologetic state 
and more aware of what we're not that we leave even worse off, which is really hard to do with his presence. But if we come into his presence and all we're doing is talking about our junk, when we come out of that room, we're going to be so aware of our junk. And, and I guess what I want to encourage our hearts to move towards is that it is a free gift that we simply get to receive. So when we go into our secret place, like what we did tonight, I, don't, I didn't look back, so I don't know how everybody else was feeling, but man, was I into it, and like I'm having a hard time keeping calm actually right now because of what he's doing inside of us. When you see people come up for prayer, there's obviously he's moving. It, it, it shows where our hearts are at, that our hearts are sincere right now. Because it's only God that leads men to repentance. It's His goodness that leads them. So when you get into an atmosphere that we're not trying to manipulate, and, it just start, and your heart just starts getting charged with all the things that you've read before, all the things that you've heard about Him, and your heart starts yelling out that I don't want this stuff anymore. <laughs> Take it from me. We get into the prayer room with Him alone like that, I'm telling you, that's where he's talked to me. When I get alone with him, when none of you are looking, is when the Lord talks to me. I hear people always talk about, I'd give anything to sit down with God and have him talk back to me. I do it all the time. And I'm not boasting about it, I promise you. The one thing that he showed me as I get into the room with him he shows me how far I used to be away from him, not to condemn me. We already hit that. There is no guilt, shame, or condemnation for those who are in Christ. So quit running to him with it. It says, cast your cares on to me. Come to me who are weary and I'll give you all rest. There's just so much of this word that, that hits our heads. And I remember a lady, she would always say it in it. And it, she would always say it like, don't miss heaven by 18 inches. The distance between your head to your heart. Because we can get wisdom of the world, and then we can incorporate Jesus. And when we incorporate Jesus, it's hard because we're already three steps behind the battle plan. Because when, when trials come against us, we try to apply the last sermon that we heard and the last good word that he gave to us, and we're already frustrated. And when you're already frustrated, it is almost impossible to get out of it. Because guess what happens? It's, it's like the fire with Meshach, Radchak, and Abednego. What happens when you're already frustrated? He turns the fire up. Now you really see what you believe in the moment. When he turns that fire up on you. Do you get lost in all that stuff? Do you get lost in frustration? Do you get lost in anxiety? And what am I going to do? And why is it happening to me? I'm a good person. We're all good people, those who are in Christ. But just being good isn't, isn't what we're seeking, right? What did he say? The, the, the greatest evangelist, the greatest preacher, the, the greatest person that ever walked the earth is Jesus. That's why I, I live by his words. I don't live by other people's words. But it's so hard because you don't want to be hard-hearted towards one another, right? So when they give you advice, you don't want to be a jerk. 
And that's what he's trying to tell us. Follow me, is what Jesus said. I've never read a scripture yet that says ministry sets you free. I've never read a scripture that says praying sets you free. But I have read a scripture that says truth sets you free. Sometimes we come with the wrong motives. He says, you, ask, you have not because you ask not. And if you do ask, you normally ask with wrong motives. Maybe praying is not your answer. Maybe you just need a different way of thinking. What does repentance mean? Change your way of thinking. Be renewed by, or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you get transformed by a renewing of your mind if we don't renew it? His, his ways are not our ways, right? He says that. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But when you get into the, the Bible, my phone, sorry. When you get into the Bible, he says, have the mind of Christ. If you come with your intellect that the world has taught us, it's very easy to take scriptures out of context because you're weighing them against your life and what your past experience is. And we sit here and we sing, I'm ready to let my past go. I'm ready to put on the new, put off the old. And we get caught up and life starts speaking to us and, and, and we kick and we cuss and we fuss and we, and we try every sermon that we can possibly think of and we try every advice and then, and only then when we're so frustrated do we finally talk to God. And I don't mean this as like an indictment or, or like bad. I, I seriously, what I feel like my gift and calling is for him is to hammer this one thing. That he loves you without any stipulation. Quit trying to earn your way to the kingdom. He says, I, I've, it gives me great pleasure to give my key, keys to the kingdom to you. You think of, think of it like this. Uh, I think I wrote this down, actually, so I get it right. But if you think about it this way, Jesus, there, there's one time in the Bible, and nobody really ever talks about it, I don't really hear it too much, um, when Jesus goes into a temple that they made a marketplace, and he takes whips to people, drives them out anyway, and flips tables. That's a hard one to explain. Now, flipping the tables, that's a little bit easier to understand. He's just mad. He's not flipping people. But he does take a whip to them, it says. I don't know if he hit them or if he's just driving them out. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't quite say that. But he was aiming, I think, the way that it's stated. He was getting close enough to realize it's you that I'm after. But if we flip that and really understand and put ourselves into what he's saying and how... You, they defiled the temple, and he was so furious. If we can actually understand that he doesn't dwell in buildings anymore, where does he dwell? In people. In everything that makes a mockery of what his temple is supposed to be, he wants to drive that out of you. He is furious with that thing that has taken life from you. And we have to understand that that's the heart of God. It's not against people. Our war is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and strongholds. Ways of thinking are what our, our weapons are. 
And that's what we come in here for. As we sit here and we try as leaders and, and as other people, as we encourage on the way out and iron sharpen iron, we're trying to give weaponry to us all and set us all up because there's this thing called a race of life that we're in and we need to start stepping into it as a whole. Now, when I, when I say these things, I mean like the whole church, not just the well. So when I say these things, don't take them as like, indictments or anything like that take them as encouragements to go say the same thing to other people don't be scared that we're not a part of the same church because we're one body pastor becky says it this way not sameness but oneness is what we're after he said that paul writes about how he's god gave us these gifts and callings until we come to the unity of faith and then Paul even writes about, don't argue about little things. If you think it's a conviction on you, then you worry about you. We're not to supposed to point our fingers at each other. We're supposed to lend a helping hand. We're supposed to get down on our knees with another brother that's hurt. But here's the thing, is if we only have enough knowledge, we were singing about knowing him. If we only have enough knowledge to save us, I think we missed the point of why we turned to him. Because he says, deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. If you're carrying yourself, how can you carry your cross? How can you get to the point where you're actually carrying what he's asking you to carry? To me, carrying your cross is... If somebody asks of you something, of your shirt, give them your coat as well. If somebody asks you to walk a mile with them, walk two. You can't do that if you're so worried about yourself. I promise I just had this happen to me. Right before Christmas, I'm like, why does only I ever get a phone call if somebody really needs me? I mean, past need, though. It's, it's more like in a, in a darker sense. And... And I don't even want to go into it because he's working on my heart still in that. And I don't want to steer anybody wrong in that sense. But as I was sitting here talking to my wife and in frustration, I get a text message from somebody I haven't heard in seven years or more. I need help. And I go, okay, what do you need help with? I need 20 bucks. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me in this moment? But here's the cool thing is I don't, I don't sit here and feel guilty about everything that, that my, my mind tries to tell me. I understand I have weapons, and I understand that I can go to God and go, God, what do I do? I'm so mad right now. And it's almost like he opens the door on the whole scheme. He goes, the reason you've been mad all day is because of this reason. He wants to see the devil if you're really made of what I'm made of. Because it, Jesus said it this way, the, the prince of this world has come and found nothing in me. If you can't find it in the life of Jesus, we shouldn't find it in the life of us. But if it is, and it reveals to us, we shouldn't be condemned. We should be thankful for that, that he's revealing our hearts to us. Because that's the whole reason we get in this room, right? Reveal our hearts to us. Change my heart for what changed, or break our hearts for what breaks yours. 
Sorry, I feel like I'm like yelling at you guys, and I, I, I promise it's just passion. I'm just so worked up. Like, you can't shake me up with love songs and expect me not to like be passionate. <laughs> but you think about things like, like having COVID, and I'm going to hurry up here. But think about, like, I had COVID, and I could not understand how, how anything like that could touch me if Jesus is inside of me. And I, and I struggled for seven days going, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus, and I'm not knocking it. But I was in such stubbornness, it wasn't even producing nothing. It's not that that isn't good, that is great stuff to do. But when your heart's so hardened, it's not changing anything. It's the you have not because you ask not thing. Because I'm asking with wrong motives. I'm wrecked because I feel touched by this thing. And why? And I'm questioning the Lord. And finally, he, he starts showing me things. And realizing that I didn't even realize how, how my heart looked on the outside. People don't know that I'm operating in faith when I walk into a store. That's, they're immediately annoyed. Is it that hard for me to put on a... It wasn't. And that's my conviction, not your guys'. But, but anyways, one thing that he encouraged me after the fact, um, actually just recently, is we can easily look at things that happen to our body, happen to our circumstances, and we can think we're being touched. But if you look at our hearts, who's touching us? That's the key. He never promises us that we won't walk through trials. He says the wise is going through the same thing that the fool is. It doesn't say that you opened a door. But that's the first thing a Christian will, well, what have you been doing? That's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. He sent his son. Why? So good. Let me look here and see what I got. So I will get into this kind of in a quick sense is 2020 has been rough for a lot of people. So much so that it can easily become what we'll say about it as well. But here's the thing is we're Christians. If we do not step into this race, whatever you want to call it, this, this follow me, follow Jesus, like just think of it this way though. Like Jesus isn't a stumbling drunk dad that we're hoping he steps the right way. He's, step, he's, he's stepping in the greatest way there is. And to me, we, we say as, as a whole that Jesus is the way, which he is. But I even challenge your heart to think of it this way. He's the way back to the Father. Sometimes we get so lost in a, in a, in a, in a principality, stronghold kind of thing. And we, we get too much focused on the narrow gate and the narrow path that who can ever stay on the thing? But if we're following him... Who said to follow him? Jesus did. 
I think he's got our best interest in mind when we're following him. And it may not look like your best interest for yourself. He, he is an amazing God that wants us. Look, so, so this is where I was going. Um, if we only, if every time something comes on us, we can only complain like everybody that doesn't have Jesus, if we kick and fuss like everybody else outside of these walls, if, if when we're mad we kick and cuss, and they're mad they kick and fuss, what's different? There's no hope there. Why would they want to come in here? You're just like me. But it's setting our minds on him, setting our things above and not beneath. It's putting on the new and taking off the old. It's Christ in us is the hope of glory, and we're traveling from glory to glory. I don't have time for this kicking and fussing and cussing. I'm looking for glory. And that is the point where we all need to charge our hearts. Not feel guilty that we're not there. We could probably get every Christian in the world and go, who's there? And none of us might raise their hand. But there might be a, a little soul like me going, that's where he's called me to. That's where my eyes are set on. Trust me, my, my, and the reason I, I, I think I, I try to steer you guys so much with the, the secret place and getting to know him is because that's where he's brought me through things that might not have went well if I would have listened to everybody. Now, it is good to listen to people. It's, you know, shepherding and stuff. I, I understand that. But there is something that he placed inside of me, and it's a word called perfect. And if... If I would have went for the approval of man, there's no way I would ever say that word on a microphone again. But there's something that I would get alone with him and I'd go, God, like, what are you calling us to? Because I read Romans and I don't even know what you're asking us. Do we suck or are we awesome? Read it. That's, I mean, it's hard to define it because he's like, well, you guys are awesome because Jesus did something for you, but you're always going to sin. And this and that. And then another chapter. Well, should we stay in sin so grace abounds? Of course not. How do, could we who died to it live any longer? And then your hope goes up. And he goes, but you see how it is, is I want to do what's right, but inevitably I do what's wrong. And then it opens up life in the Spirit. And if you live by the Spirit, whew. but how do you live by the Spirit if you don't know? Who knows a Spirit besides itself? The Holy Spirit says, he says, the Holy Spirit groans things that we can't even comprehend. I know it's scary sometimes. I remember the first time I spoke in tongues, it was scary. Actually, I prayed in it. I've never spoken it. I think there is a difference there. I don't want to get into that th theology. But the first time I prayed in it, all that was going on in my head was, you're an idiot. And I would let it roll a little bit longer. And you're an idiot. You really think that's doing something. And, and there was something. I, I didn't know. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? He's yelling out probably for me. In this very moment when I'm going, I don't know about all this. And it comes out. But, and, and I'm charged right now in this moment. But um, 
It's been a while since I've done it, but I used to pray in the Spirit a lot in the morning because I don't know what to ask you in the morning. I don't even want to be up right now. And next thing I know, I'm like, just send me somebody, Lord. I'm so worked up right now. that I Just, just send me somebody to pray. And he would, and it wouldn't go down like I. So there was another character thing. Speaking of character and landing this thing, because we're already at 8.03. Um, but anyway, so the 2020 thing, we have to understand that 2020 shouldn't touch us like it does everybody else. And I'm going to show you with a scripture what it should do to us. And in Romans 5, 3, 4, it says, uh, I don't think I can go back. I don't like when they pick off, pick up like where it doesn't make sense, but it says not only that, so Read what that, not only that is. It says, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. You all like this if you know me. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. So as we go into 2021, let's understand that we have everything set up to have hope at the beginning of the year. That our eyes are stayed on him. He says, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all the little things will work itself out. Because he cares about you. Not even a raven falls without him knowing about it. He has the hairs on your head numbered. So the one thing I, 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 I will leave with this... Um, there, there's one thing that I've actually tried to even come up um, kind of in my own marriage, um, not boasting again, but something I've tried the, the last time I think my wife wasn't feeling good. I'm like, how about we take communion as one? We're, I'm so always busy about working on Daryl that I forget my role as the husband here. But what is communion really? To me, it's remembering what he's paid for, what he's called us to, and what we have now that the blood is speaking better things. So as if we can actually start with that, take, we're, if you would like, we're going to take communion tonight. Um, and as we're getting that set up, I'll kind of go into a little bit about it. Um, of kind of what what I've been charged with is uh, I remember even to a point where a a pastor that I was listening to even charged me and he, he even said uh, you know don't get caught up in in the religious part of what I'm saying uh, or what it could sound like anyway is he said I even with a bowl of cereal sometimes his heart will get so heavy that it'll take a little Cheerio and break the bread and he'll take some milk and remember the blood I, th I don't think the Lord would be hurt and offended if you're remembering him is what I'm saying so whatever it may be whatever it looks like you might not have all the elements that need to be on hand all the time when he's wanting you to remember him but here's one thing I do know about me is I can remember really well if it's said out loud and I repeat it. So like when I listen to the Bible over and over, 
I can retain that stuff without taking notes about it. It's just something he's given me. I know everybody doesn't operate that way. But my point is, not to make you feel jealous, my point is um, that even with this great little memory thing that he's put in here, I still forget on day-to-day -day basis of what I'm alive for. Sometimes I forget that there is such a bigger picture than just what I can see in the moment. Sometimes I wake up and it's hours before I think about it. So when, when I was challenged with, with communion, it just, I don't know, for some odd reason, it connects with your heart so much quicker when you're eating a sandwich and you see bread. And I'm not trying to, you know, train your mind into religious settings but just those little remembrances of what he came for, what he died for, why he shed his blood. And to me, why he shed all that stuff and did everything he did is so that you could have a relationship with the Father again. And why we're here, we are to operate like it is in heaven as his children. But can you remember that? When you wake up, I challenge you when you wake up and you take your breath to immediately thank him for another day. Oh, you're still going to use me today here. But we have to change our mindsets outwardly because ultimately what he died for is love. And I can hammer that and hammer that and hammer that. But until you get the revelation of God's love, It's going to be hard to walk this thing out because he says, you are to love me with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't even know how he feels about you, how can you even love yourself? Because there's moments where we don't love ourselves. So how could we possibly love each other as we love ourselves? And how could we possibly love him if we have no idea what it is? And, and the only thing that like just simple and clear that I could say that love is. There's a whole chapter about it. There's a whole Bible on it. So it's hard to define it in just one thing. But I've asked him and asked him and asked him to give me just an easy description. And the only thing that I've ever heard from him in this sense is um, I have it written down. Love is a surrendered life for the sake of another. Not at, the, not at the expense. Surrendered lives. We sing that we're surrendered to him. And he's going, if you truly are surrendered, go. Multiply my love all over this earth. Making disciples of it. Many nations my image because you were made in the image of love and what my son died for is to restore that back into your heart that you are not created for you but you're created for everybody around you we can get lost in, in problems and we can get so worried about 
our vats and barns being fooled that we'll run from problems and don't want problems to touch us. But he's placed an answer inside each and every one of us. We have to bring the answer to the problems. Why are we always caught off guard when a problem comes? We're, we have the answer. <laughs> so amazing. But if we want to uh, just go back we don't have a big crew. If we want to go back and grab the elements, or are you going to pass them out? All right. Sorry. <laughs> right? could easily go into the passage where it talks about, um, you know, making sure our hearts are right, our hearts are pure. We all know that, right? To assess our own hearts before we do this, right? Because it says that you can be sick if you do this in a wrong sense. So examine your heart right now. And as I, as I kind of continue, make sure that, that, that you're dealing with it. Because I think Paul even writes about it, I think it's Paul, about if can't even think of exactly how that scripture goes, but basically what he's encouraging you to do is if there's something wrong with you, don't present it in a church body as if there's nothing. He says, deal with that. And then he even goes on and talks about assessing yourself honestly. So we have to make sure that we're doing that. But even more than, than just that, of doing it with right hearts, because I think our hearts are so pure in this moment, I really do. Um, but I, I hate to neglect that part of it. But as, as we think of the, the bread, which is his body that he broke for us, I can't help but to think of how the Bible says that one day our bodies will die. But I also can't help but to think of Enoch. It says Enoch was, he walked with God, and then Enoch was no more. And then I think about the scripture of the new and the old wineskins. He says, who would pour new wine into old wineskins? They would burst. They can't hold that. I think of his body as making my body new making me one with the Father. 
And if it just so happens that I have to shed this tent, so-called body, then so be it. But until then, I'm going to have faith that he can renew my life and my flesh to where I can live so full to the Spirit in the fullness. It says to know the love of God that surpasses all knowledge is to be filled with the fullness of him. If my flesh is not made new, how can I contain it? My flesh is always going to fight it and try to burst. So as we break this bread, it says, by his stripes we are healed. He bore our sins on a cross. Is that how that goes? That we might die? No. Something about a cross. And then he, he, by his stripes we are healed. I'm trying to think of the first half of that scripture, but I can't. Um, So as we break this bread, let's really, really thank him for what he did. That he wasn't just this theological answer that we can send to our hearts and make us feel good in a moment. But it can change us into what he's called us to be. So let's break that. Lord, we thank you for it. As we take it, Lord, let us not just only remember it, but understand what you said about the body. And Lord, make us one with you as you're one with the Father. I may need the blood for that one. I already came up here with a dry mouth. He's got a sense of humor, man. Lord, I will not choke on your body because you set us free. Thank you for the the water that I'll never thirst again for, Lord. Mm. We thank you for that, Lord. The laughter and the sincerity of our hearts. That we don't make a joke of it, but we're thankful that you do let us laugh. And as we also think about the blood, can't help but to think of even just like military men that that give their lives up for others so that freedom can be won or whatever the cause and you hear all these war stories and you hear amazing stories and not to cut any of them any of them for what they were but I've never heard a story of a war guy that laid his life down for an enemy. The Bible says that he died yet while we were still sinners. While we were still enemies of God, he laid his life down for us. And he shed that blood for, he says, 
that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. And by his stripes we are healed. See, he's so good. And his blood is a, a purchase, a ransom. We are bought with such a high price. The Son of God laid his life down so that, that we could come back and be purchased. But there's so many times we sell ourselves so short. We will think about, uh, I think it's in James that talks about controlling the tongue. And he talks about how, uh, how blessings to the Lord can come pouring out of the mouth, but yet cursings against somebody that was made in the image of God can come out of the same mouth. And that's even against your own self, because you're made in the image of God. And I, that, that little, uh, what do you call that, that Sophie and Brittany did? spoken word that thing just is so impactful that he came for you he didn't come just for somebody that can speak in a microphone matter of fact he uses the people that speak in a microphone to charge you guys because you're the important pieces of the puzzle you're the saints you should hear what it talks about them and we move in and out of different giftings and stuff so I'm a saint too don't worry <laughs> So as we raise his blood, let us remember that it purchased us so that we can boldly come to the throne room and speak to God, our Father, and tell him what we need to tell him with open hearts and receive what he's ready to fill us up with. Lord, fill us up with your blood, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Well, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.